Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody. We are here. Guess what this episode is all about? It is episode five of a five-part series of the beginner business series that we started a couple of weeks ago. If this is the first episode you're listening to and you're like, wait, 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 part five, what's that about? Pause right now and go back and scroll a little bit and find part one. That's where you want to start. Otherwise, this might be overwhelming and confusing. So do yourself a solid and just like binge for a little bit on the previous four episodes and that are part of the, the beginner business series, and then come back to this one. Okay, so now that you're back, because you just finished binging, let's get started. <laughs> yeah, so I want to remind you where you're at at this point. By now, you have created a product from what you are already amazing at doing. You're so talented. You've got it out the door and up quickly. You've validated it with your dreamies. You've packaged it. You've priced it. You've created a plan to market it. You even built that little website landing page so someone can mm-hmm. pay you. And now's the time to implement so that you can get sales in the door. And we can also create a plan, not just for this launch, but for relaunching. Yeah, because I think where, where people fall now is they get super motivated about like, okay, I made the thing and oh, I launched the thing and I had some sales and that's so exciting. And then stuff fizzles and then you start to be like, oh, is my thing not good anymore? Do I, am I not talking to the right people? I just need to like post more on Instagram, right? And that's what will get me more sales. Or maybe since I tapped out of my current audience, I just need to go create something different and new. Guys, this is Hmm. not the time to scrap everything and start over. Like this is, again, I've said it once, I've said it a million times. You are this close to seeing success and you could easily quit now 
But like, you just got to push through. So we're going to help you get over that fear of launching. And I think a lot of that comes back to your personal attitude about your own stuff. So I know a lot of people are like, just launch it, just put it out the door, just market it, whatever. And I mean, yes, that's effective. But if you don't believe in what you are selling, you are going to prevent sales like no one else. Uh, You are going to be your own biggest roadblock. And so I need you to get very clear right now that what you are selling is legitimate, that you are of value, that you are worth charging money for, whether that's for something you create as a product or a service that you are rendering to a client, you are worth that. And you have to believe it. Like you can't like half question it. You have, it's so crucially important and no one really talks about it, but you have to believe that what you're doing is worth it. Well, and I think like what so many of us forget is that it is our job, our job to let the people know who need our thing, whether it's a product or a service that we have the thing for them. Our job isn't to busy ourselves making it perfect. Our job isn't to put finishing details and that's the thing that's gonna like put it over the edge, right? Our only job after we have identified and done the work that we have something amazing to offer that's going to impact other human beings is to let those human beings know that it is available for them. I think if you remind yourself that your job is legit to serve other people, regardless of what it is that you're offering, then it helps put into perspective the amount of times and the amount of energy that we want you spending on that piece of getting it in the eyeballs and headspace and in front of all of the people that it needs to be. Now, I think this over and over and over again, (laughs) I think the second, the second biggest mistake y'all are making is you get in this routine of planning, and you Mm -hmm. just put it on repeat. You're just like, I'm just going to keep planning. And the more I plan, the better I'm going to do. But you know, what's more fun than planning? Do you know? (laughs) I do. It's making money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's making money from people that you want to serve and making them unbelievably happy. That is way more fun than planning. If you fall into that planning trap, I encourage you to go back and listen to, we recorded an episode called when planning is more fun than doing. If you are the planner instead of the doer, Truly, truly listen to that one. I think it'll be a little bit of a gut check on like, oh crap, yes, I do those things. Yes. (laughs) But the biggest question for a lot of people is like, okay, I did that initial hustle. I launched it. I did scary things. What do I do after that? Uh Uh-huh. Because you already had the plan. Like right now, all I'm saying is press go on the plan. But what happens after you press go and you see that blip of, sales, or maybe you don't, maybe, maybe you put it out there and you don't see anything come back. I have someone that it's in a group of ours and she worked her booty off and she didn't see sales. And now she's like, what now? Uh, And so (laughs) this is the time where you take in the information that you've been given. And you're probably like, what information? I don't know what you're talking about. You, yes, you have, you have, you have data 
Okay. You know how many times you posted on social media. You know how many emails you sent out. You know how many people you talk to. You know what kind of comments and questions were submitted about your product. You know how many sales you got or didn't get. You know what the price was. You know all of this information. Now you have to go through and decipher. And this is, this is the part that people get stuck on. Even if something worked doesn't mean it felt right. Right. And even if something didn't work, doesn't mean that it's broken. <laughs> right. Right. Those sound really contradictory. And so I need you to wrap around that this is where science becomes art. And you're taking all this data in and you could decipher it in a very matter of fact manner. But you need to put your gut reaction around these sort of things. Yeah. And I mean, it's basically welcome to a giant rinse and repeat party. That's what you're going to be doing for months and months and months on end. And I want to give you a very specific example of how we did this, the rinse and repeat party for the very first digital product that we decided to sell. So if you've heard our story a little bit, we transitioned from one-on-one clients to wanting to sell digital products fully. Well, while we were helping clients, we had one course. It was a course I made specifically for photographers. It was called Pricing for Profit at the time. And I launched it once. Then I met Abby and we meshed our brains together and made it even better and launched it again, right? So from that, the very first time it was launched, we made $517 from it. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> With a small, <laughs> right? Wow. Gangbusters, right? With a small audience, it was our first course, right? That can seem like astronomically amazing to some people and utterly devastating to some people. So wherever you are in your business and and your product lineup, like just let it sit with you however it sits, right? But so here's what happened. We used that same program and made a couple of intentional tweaks here and there with the price, with the name, with the content, with the sales page, with like the bulk of the product itself, but not making it something different. We just perfected it. All right. And we rinsed and repeated that shit about five times in one year, that first year that we first launched it. All right. So since the original creation of it in March of 2015, that product has brought in over a hundred thousand dollars. That was just in the first year since then it's brought in even more than that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But in the first 12 months, We could have just 517, okay, time to move on. But because we spent the time relaunching and learning and tweaking and all of that, we didn't create something new. It was, we didn't create something new for another year. Yeah. Like after we launched that thing. Yeah. So we spent that year perfecting. And for us, like $98,000 was no chump change. That was huge to us, like massively huge. And so I want to encourage you that even if you're seeing what feels like awesome success or what you're seeing that feels devastating or what you're seeing that feels, you know, just like something is off about it. It is not that your thing is broken and it is not that you should move on to something new. I think so often people just like, okay, I'm done with this, move on. I'm done with this, move on. And they do that over and over and over again. 
And then here's what your audience sees. Here's what your audience sees. Cause I see a lot of creatives doing this. Who does she want to teach? How can she help me? Is she really good at that thing? Cause now she doesn't do the thing that she did three months ago. And all of that leads to distrust. Yeah. Trust is the number one reason why someone will buy or will not buy period, hands down. Not your price, not your product, not your offer, not your benefits, not your promises, nothing. If they don't believe that you are going to be the person that they think you are going to be, they're out. Well, and the hard part about this is you are in your business every day. So this thing may feel old to you already. After one launch, you may be like, been there, done that, ready to move on. But your audience doesn't feel that way. Audience, this is fresh and brand new, and they literally may have only seen one social media post about it. Yep. Well, and it's just smart yeah. business to to repurpose the same thing because here's all the things that it does, right? So if we were taking that same product, and this could be a service that you're offering, right? And just tweaking the pitch and tweaking the package and tweaking the price. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? Ours was a specific course. By perfecting that. We were able to stay focused by listening to what our audience actually wanted. And it wasn't chasing sparkly squirrels of like, oh my gosh, it just sounds fun to create this type of product over here and have it fizzle kind of launch a little bit, make a little bit of money. Instead of having 10 different things that make a little bit of money, we had one thing that made us a shit ton of money. And it teaches you how to sell. Like by selling the same thing over and over again, that's how you get better at selling. Amen. Every time you make a new product, you're having to learn how to sell that new product every time. Whether like, even if it's a course, yeah, even if it's a course and it's just a different course, you're learning how like, okay, who is this perfect for? What are the benefits? What are the pain points? What are X, Y, Z, right? And you're teaching yourself how to do those things every single time. But if you're doing it for the same product, you just get better and better and better. And then you use those skills to educate yourself on how to sell then a different product within, you know, months or a year. There's no perfect time frame. I'm not going to sit here and be like, don't make anything new for a whole year. Like there's no perfect formula for that. But I really want you to check in with yourself is, are you just making blitz products that don't have a long-term shelf life because you're not giving it that? Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So I want to talk specifically about the time frame for relaunches. I think a lot of people get confused on, okay, do I open and close the doors? Do I take some, some sales page down? Do I let it leave it open all the time? Now, here's the thing. There is no right or wrong answer. And I do want you to be mindful of what's going on in your space. Like, for instance... Some of you seasonal changes or seasonal launches are going to be crucial. Like you may sell the same product, but you have a new cover to the product. Okay. Or you have like new colors that come out or maybe it comes in long sleeve because it's about to be fall, like little shifts like that. Okay. Now, some of you don't have any sort of rhyme or reason. And so you just need to figure out what rhythm in which you can find new people that are interested, or it doesn't feel like you're just talking over yourself and constantly pushing. Because we do want you to be selling all of the time. However, we do think there's intentional launch efforts where they're, they're a bigger deal. Like even if your product yeah. is available 365, you could yeah. 
on a monthly basis, feature this product and really put some time and intention around it. Maybe you do it quarterly. Yep. You could pick holidays to like make a bigger deal about that specific product, your birthday, the anniversary of creating the product, like make whatever up you want to be like a hyper-focused mega launch. And you treat those like an intentional strategic balls to the wall type of launch and everything else might just be evergreen, right? And that's fine. But what I don't want you to fall down the trap, especially if it's a digital product or some sort of service that's kind of like it can live forever. Don't seek the formulas of like, well, if you open it on a Tuesday and close it on a Sunday and have like XYZ of urgency and this timer and that, don't use those things as your prevention for just freaking doing it. Like if you do it dirty and sloppy the first time and the fifth time, I don't care. As long as you're collecting data and you're being able to interpret those results and why some of the things happened, that's all I'm asking you to do. There are times and opportunities for you to maybe say, okay, this time I'm going to employ a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. strategy. And I'm going to see if I like get more people to buy the thing if I take it down. Right. Right. And if that doesn't like change a conversion, then leave it open and just change your language. And then maybe in like three more months, try the sense of urgency thing again. Right. Like I think we've, we are married. We think we have to be stuck with the same type of marketing techniques or strategy if we pick it the first time. So our audience is going to be like, well, it was open for three days last time and now it's open for seven. And now you're doing it for five. Like no one's going to pay attention like that. No. I will remind you again that you see all the details mm-hmm. and no one else gives a rip. Mm-mm. And so you might feel like, oh my gosh, this is such a mess. This is so all over the place. I'm stressed out. And yeah, if that's a different conversation. If you're stressed right? out, like, okay, acknowledge that. But like, if it feels all over the place, that doesn't mean it looks all over the place to your audience. And you may have had like a really awesome idea for a launch like Emily and I like, I can think of five things, at least from our last launch, that either they didn't get done in time. And so we're going to implement them later. Or like we did it intentionally different this time to measure results against something else. And literally no one else knows that. And that's fine. Yeah. But it, for us, it's helpful because then I can go back and be like, okay, we need to spend, we need two extra weeks to get this specific ad strategy set up because we have to wait for certain things to get approved and pixels and yada, right. yada. But right. other things are like, we're just testing a shorter payment plan option and seeing what our conversion rates change to. Right, right. I just want, I want you in the same vein to like be trying stuff to, to like obviously boost sales and boost conversions or whatever. But I only want you doing that if you're actually paying attention to the results. Like I know so many people who they could not tell me at all, like how their launch for this new like product line, for example, like how it differs from the last time they did it because they're just like doing shit. They're like, oh, well, I posted on Instagram and I mean, it's up in the shop and then either that's it or they have no actual game plan. So what happens is then you cannot get better because you might be spending all your time doing something that did not lead to any sales for you. But in your head, you're like, well, I should be doing that. So that's what I'm going to do next time. 
But if you don't freaking have the data because you haven't been paying attention, then you're going through every single launch blind. Yeah. You should only go through a blind launch once ever in your whole life. (laughs) Every time you launch a new product, you'll go through a blind launch once. Well, that's not true because even if it's a new product, but you've launched before. That's true. You have data. If you're launching it to the same audience, you have a ton of data, right? So like, I'm just asking you to do it once and then pay attention to the thing. So one of the things that really helps us gather that data, like we, if you go back and listen to our launch recaps, you'll begin to understand what type of data we gather. We like crunch the numbers and do the math and do the conversions and all of that stuff. But what I really want you to do is after the doors close or after the hustle dies down or after whatever, right? When your launch ends, and I'm putting that in quotes, because even though that people might still be able to buy the thing, when your launch actually ends the very next day, non-negotiable, the very next day, I want you to go find a coffee shop. I want you to take your laptop and I want you to take a calculator and some pencils and some paper. And I want you to pull as much data as you possibly can. I want you to track engagement of wherever you post, open rates. Okay, where I want you to try to trace back all the sales is basically what I want you to do. If you sold three things, where did they come from? What made them decide to say, okay, yes, I'm going to buy the thing. If you sold 300 things, do it for all of them. Because it's that information that is going to arm you for another successful launch. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of this, especially at first until you figure out a system, is very manual. It's very much looking up everything in all the places. It's making spreadsheets. It's writing everything down that you can think of. And the reason why you have to do it so close to when you finish is you think you'll remember. You'll forget. You'll forget. Hands down, you'll forget. Like I'm already like, I know we just had a meeting, but I think we need another meeting about our meeting. I know, right? <laughs> we need to like write some data now. <laughs> yeah, and our doors just closed whatever, like less than 12 hours ago. Yeah, so I'm like, oh gosh, like we need to, we need to do this. Pre- <laughs> preaching to the choir here. But what that's going to do is it's going to not only give you intentions for the next time, but this is your opportunity to say right now in this moment, A, what worked, what didn't, but also immediately decide when you're launching again. Like put it on the calendar. And then work backwards. Like if you only had a week to set up and you feel like you need two weeks of solid marketing ahead of time, like put that in place now. So that you'll be ready so that you're not, because this is your opportunity. This is your big potential. And if you ignore it and you just move on, it's so easy to move on. I can't tell you how many times Mm -hmm. we launched and we just literally the next day, it didn't happen. Okay. But when you do, when you decompress, it is so crucially important. And I'll, I'll make an analogy just for the sake of Emily hates my analogies. Yes. Is it hamburgers, cars, trains? What is it? It's the military. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So, but for real, this isn't really an analogy. It's just an example. When the military or the Air Force or the Navy, when they go on a mission, they have a meeting about the mission. They go on the mission and then they have a meeting about the mission. <laughs> to like decompress. And that 
if you look up anything about the military and their history, like those meetings are more important to them than the planning session because they have the data. <laughs> like, and so like, it's different. It's tactics, it's maneuvers, yeah. but in real life, like y- you are more yeah. prepared when you are done than when you started. Because too many business owners base their decisions off of hypotheticals instead of And I want you to begin to base your decision off of as many facts as you can. Hypotheticals are still going to be there. We still have them. It's still going to be, okay, let's try this. And here's what I might predict based off X, Y, Z, right? And that might all come crashing down. But once I look at what actually happened, then I can begin to see, okay, here's the truth, right? And then here's what we can change and affect for future launches based off that truth. Too many of you don't know your truth. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. This is this is so important. So I want to give you some homework. I mean, we're not going to like make this out to be something bigger than it is. You know, you already made the marketing plan. Implement it, reconvene, gather the data, okay? But here is what I want you to work on homework-wise. Who are three people, three dreamies, three people from your audience that you can reach out to after you finish your launch. And these do not have hop on the phone. Now, some of them, I want at least one of them to be someone who purchased, but at least one of them has to be someone who didn't Mm -hmm. like for all necessary purposes. You think they should have purchased, but they didn't. Okay. I want one who purchased and two who didn't. That's who I want you to talk to. Okay. So reach out to them. Now, some questions you might ask them are about your messaging, about your product, what their hesitations were. Will you pull up that survey that we just sent out to people who didn't buy? Sure. Okay. Now, in the meantime, we talked about it, but this is also homework. Like, we are making you do it. Right now... (laughs) After this launch wraps and you are going through the data, requirement, a date for the relaunch. Okay. Do you have those questions pulled? Yep. Tell me. Okay. So we sent out a survey to people, right? We do this. So we ask, what type of business do you have? So identify some sort of like, what's the question that's going to help you identify what type of customer or potential yeah. customer like, this person was? Are you a mom? Was? Are you okay. a, I mean, whatever. Right. Business just makes like, sense. Like check all the boxes, mm-hmm. right? If your thing is a, a a premium product, right? So I would say if it's above like $100, you can ask this question. Aside from cost, why do you think this thing, insert the name of your product, wasn't a good fit for you? So what you're trying to uncover is like everyone and their mother is going to be like, oh, it's too expensive. That's why I didn't buy it. Okay. But if it were free, if you could afford it, why do you think you still didn't get it? Because as we all know, people will buy anything that they actually want. The the price point doesn't matter. Okay. And then we can say, what would this program or product need to include in order for it to make an easy yes for you? Okay. So here's a great opportunity to get ideas for complimentary future products to go along with that thing. Bonuses. Yeah. Jinx. If you were close to purchasing, if you were like, oh, I added it to my cart and I didn't, What changed your mind? Was it something specific you read or was it something that we said? Because if there's something in there that we need to take out that made them hesitate at that last minute, we need to address that. 
And then the last thing is, of course, if you're open to give us further feedback, can you include your email address? Those might be the people we offer to like hop on the phone with and truly be like, let's dive deeper into this and dig deep. It's all of that data that impacts your future pitch, your sales page, what your product offers are, all of that. I recommend, if possible, to record this call, whether it's an actual call or a video call. And here's why. They are going to use words and sentences that you literally verbatim, you're going to want to copy, paste, and use in your messaging because they're your ideal client and you're too stuck in your head about it. So you need to address what they're saying and copy it. So unless you're like a court reporter and can like (laughs) copy word for word what they're saying while they're talking record the the call so that you can go back to it you might write a note of like 20 minutes into the call they said something golden and i just need to go look it up but record it and even re-listen to your call because you might hear stuff the second time now to follow up on that homework so you you picked two people that didn't purchase, one person who didn't. You interviewed them. You recorded your call. You got some messaging out of there. Also came up with additional ideas for how to tweak your next launch. Now, you can't just have the ideas. You need to actually say, based on this, I'm going to do X differently. And this isn't create a new product. The answer no. is not create something no. new. Okay. <laughs> now I want you to make sure you go into the Facebook community over at thinkcreativecollective.com slash community and say, I'm going to reach out to three dreamies on and write down the date in which you are going to contact those people. We are holding you accountable. And I am going to relaunch on and then the date you're going to relaunch. Okay. Double accountability. (laughs) We are excited and ready to support you in this. We know how, how huge of an impact it can have on your business when you stay focused and stay alert and really recognize the power that your product or service has. So I hope that you start believing in yourself a little more. I know it's hard, but we want Yeah, if you want a more kick in your pants or ideas on how to do this whole thing called business, we would love to invite you to our next masterclass. You can pick a convenient time for you at pbrmasterclass.com. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.